Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome to the show that is all about uncovering the awesome in the everyday. Each week, my co-hosts and I give our favorite tips, share our best stories, and confide our true confessions as we invite you to join us in the pursuit of awesome. This is episode 60 of the show. I'm joined this week by my dear friend and lovely co-host, Kelly Gordon, and we are so excited to bring you another volume in our seasonal favorites series here at Sorta Awesome. Kelly, it has been a whole year since you and I put together episode 11, Ready, Set, Summer, to get us ready for summer last year. Can you believe it? I can't really. In episode 60, it sounds so weighty. I know. I'm I'm so excited (laughs) to do another summer episode with you because I love summer. Yes. It's my very favorite season, as we've discussed. (laughs) And I just, I think that looking forward to it, just makes my heart happy. So it's a great, great thing to do again. I know. Uh, it's the first favorite season for both of us. So the we are favorite. super yes. excited for this week's show. So that was our first seasonal favorites show back in episode 11. You all have told us that you love these episodes, and that is awesome for all of us because we really do love to put them together for you. And, you know, even if you haven't ever listened to episode 11, you may go back and check it out because I think a lot of our recommendations from last summer really still hold up, Kelly, especially your Cajun turkey burger recipe, which people have loved. Yeah. Made so many people very happy. Well, y'all are in luck because Kelly has even more recipes piece to share for this summer. We've got tips and tricks and hacks, and we're talking music and kids activities and lipstick, of course. So we have just about everything you need to know to have an awesome summer in 2016. We're going to get to all of that in a minute. But first, let's start the show the way we always do with Awesome of the Week. Kelly, get us started. Okay, awesomes. I have kind of a meaty awesome of the week for you this week. If you want to challenge your brain a little bit, it is a podcast that I listened to the last couple of weeks. And honestly, I can't stop thinking about it because it had that much heft to it. It was so thought provoking. It is a podcast by The Liturgists. If you're not familiar with that podcast, it is a team of two gentlemen, um, Michael Gunger, if you're familiar with the Christian group Gunger, and a guy who goes by the name of Science Mike. Yep. And their episode 34, which released at the very end of March, was called Black and White Racism in America. So it was really, it. they talk with two black men, Propaganda and William Matthews, and it's a very freewheeling, but very respectful, honest raw conversation about race and racism and white supremacy. It is not a short podcast. Yeah. It is, as you might expect for a topic like this, an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. So it is, they give it the time that's due. But man, you guys, 
This is a topic that is so relevant in our culture today. And I almost guarantee that no matter where you stand right now, this podcast will challenge you about something. It comes at things with such honest discussion, sometimes a discussion that this is the kind of discussion, at least for me, I want to hear, but it's so difficult to have. I think for many of sure. us, we think, I don't know how to enter into these discussions. I'm afraid I'm going to step on somebody's toes. I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. So here are four good friends having the discussion, and we're able to listen in on it. And so they talk about everything from you know, how they grew up, how white people can start to recognize the white supremacy system in America, which I'll kind of leave that to them to explain if that makes your hackles rise or you're like, yeah, preach it, whatever. Go listen to the episode. You'll understand a little bit more. And they even talk a lot about faith um, because The Liturgist is a faith-based podcast. They talk about black and white and God and black and white in the church and how different theological beliefs stem from our race and from the ways that we were raised and that sort of a thing. It is a fascinating discussion. It has informed so much of my outlook on America today, on race relations. It was just, I've talked to several friends about it, and it's one of those things that you can just have a whole lunch and, and barely feel like you're breaking the surface over some of the things that you would discover in this podcast. So highly recommend, if you can take the time, break it up if you need to. I think I went on a walk and um, just kept walking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, like I was just so intrigued by everything that all the ideas that were coming through my ears so again it's the liturgist podcast episode 34 black and white racism in america thank you so much for that the liturgist is such a solid podcast and i think it's really filling a necessary space for lots of people of the christian faith especially those of us like myself who consider ourselves to be more on the progressive end of things particularly when it comes to social issues Mm -hmm. so always a solid show i cannot wait to carve out some time to check out that episode thanks for telling us more about it Yeah. So what do you have for us this week? What's your awesome of the week, Megan? Okay. My awesome this week is Genius.com. Now, Genius.com is not a new thing by any means. It was launched in 2009 as Rap Genius. It was launched by three Yale alums who wanted to create a space for people to explain and annotate rap lyrics. And that's why it was called Rap Genius. Well, okay. Through, through the years, they have kind of evolved and rebranded and shifted their focus. And now it's just Genius.com. And they describe themselves on their homepage as the world's biggest collection of song lyrics and crowdsourced musical knowledge. So Genius.com is perfect for people who are always wondering, but what does that mean exactly? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kelly, you and I fit squarely in that category of people. Yes, who are very like, much so. What's the meaning of that? I mean, not just song lyrics, but emails, <laughs> texts, regular conversations. We're the kind of people that walk away like, what does that all mean? Really? What does so. it mean? Could you send me an emoji at least? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I am and have always been the kind of person who, listening to music, I've talked about many times on the show, is a very big deal to me. It's a very big part of my experience of life. And if I am unsure of what exactly a songwriter meant by a specific line, it drives me bananas. I have to find out what's going on with the meaning behind the songs I listen to. So Genius.com is fantastic for that. Again, it's been around for a while. I'm sure there are plenty of people who are like, wow, that's so great that you're just now discovering something that's been around for like seven years. Good job. Um, But I really have been using it a lot lately to 
parse through the lyrics to the Hamilton soundtrack. I'll talk about that more in a minute, but you can go and type in any song that you want to find out more about the meaning of the lyrics of that song. And the way it works is there's a team at Genius who does who does a lot of the work of the annotating, but it's also, it is crowdsourced. So people can also, just random users of the site can weigh in with their own thoughts and annotations for different lyrics. And sometimes people, the actual songwriters themselves will come in and share their perspective on what they were thinking when they wrote a particular lyric. Okay, so I just randomly, before we started recording the show, I just typed into Genius.com, Tom Petty's Free Fallen. So there's lots of annotations on the different lyrics in that song. For example, there's a line that says, it's a long day living in Reseda. Well, growing up in Oklahoma, I have no idea what Reseda is. So I click on that line and it brings up, it tells you all about Reseda, California. Mm -hmm. It gives you a picture of the uh, like sort of the freeways that are running alongside it. It tells you all of this information about Reseda. It's a family oriented suburb in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. And that freeways dictate a lot of daily life in LA because it goes on after, you know, it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway running through the yard. So it talks about the freeway system. Mm In so LA? it makes so much more sense yes. once you know what the song really means. Because you're like, so there's a freeway running through my yard. Is that my kids running through the backyard? Right. Is it ants? Is it a literal freeway? Yes. So you're actually able to figure out what they were thinking instead of you having to guess. Right. Which is well, genius. I it mean, it is, is really a brilliant idea. It totally is. And so you can do this for all kinds of songs and get a visual, get people's perspectives. And like I said, it's crowdsourced. So a couple of people will put in their ideas or maybe the genius staff will, will type in a, like a sort of an official annotation. And then people can come back with their own responses. Like, so on that line, it's a long day living in Reseda. They talk all about Reseda, California. Then somebody added their own annotation that said, no freeways actually run through Reseda. And it's like, okay, so <laughs> that one person wanted to say that Just thing so about know. that line. So like I said, I have been using it so much because I'm listening to the Hamilton musical soundtrack nonstop. Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote that musical, is a genius, hands down, no question. And there is so much meaning packed into every single line of every song in that musical. So I've been using Genius.com a lot to look up because honestly, Kelly, I'm pretty terrible with revolutionary American history. Yeah. So I've been going back and just, I actually have learned so much. I feel like quite the scholar now. <laughs> right, but that's that's so neat that you can do that. Right. You can take any song. I'm absolutely gonna be checking out this site. This seems like a perfect use of those free minutes when you should be folding laundry or unpacking the dishwasher. Yes. You can be looking up song lyrics you can on Genius.com. You totally can be. In yes. fact, for Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda himself has gone in. And if it's a verified person, like if it's an actual writer, it, they will annotate the, the lines in green. And he himself has gone and added his own annotations or he'll co-sign what somebody else has already already written if he's like yeah that's it you totally got it he'll co-sign it and so it adds a little bit more validity to the interpretation it's so great it's like this digital conversation for people who really like to take their listening geekery to the next level so nice so great that is my awesome of the week if you have not checked out genius.com i would invite you to join me in the awesomeness of it all 
So, all right. Well, speaking of awesome, Kelly and I love summer, and we have a list of 10 things to share with you all this week to get you in the summer mood. Although I do have to say right now today in Oklahoma City, it is cloudy and chilly and rainy. I'm hoping that we get some sunshine soon to really get us in the mood here. But Kelly, I'd love for you to kick off our awesome summer 2016 list. What is number one on your list? Okay, well, Megan, maybe this will be a good thing because I wanted to talk first about screen time and kind of circle back to an awesome of the week that I had put out there. I don't know how long ago it was, but we have talked about it several times in the Hangout group because it got people interested, and that is Circle by Disney. It is going to be my awesome of the summer because I have now been using it for about five months, and it truly is a game changer for my family when it comes to screen time. So we've been using it during the school year, but the idea of using it when everybody's home for the summer and you have about 48 hours in every day, it feels like, to try to find things for the kids to do. And those screens are so easy, but yet you don't wanna use them all the time. So I wanted to circle back around and say, Circle really does deliver because I'm pretty sure that when I first talked about it, Megan, it was, I didn't even have it yet, right? Right. When you first mentioned it on the show, you you hadn't received it yet. You had just ordered it and you were kind of going through the reasons why anybody would want to use Circle. So I am, we really have had so many follow-up conversations in the Hangout group on Facebook because people are like, Kelly, what did you actually think of it? So I cannot wait to hear what your report is. Right. Well, it really has delivered everything that I can think of that, that I mentioned in that episode. Here's what I would say to people who are curious about it. It is a $99 product. Sometimes you can find it on sale, but it's very rare. It is a box that you get that you will plug into your router. And basically how it works is you don't have to install anything on anyone's devices or anybody's computers or laptops. It watches all of the traffic in and out of your house to see where they're going, should they be going there, watching for keywords, everything that you can think of. So that's how it works. It's very simple to set up. I mean, when I got my little box, I plugged it in. You look for it, like it walks you through on the Wi-Fi, and boom, it starts to recognize all the devices in your house that are connecting to your Wi-Fi. That's so So, brilliant. It is brilliant. I mean, it's really, it's so different than many other things that require you to install on a system, but then, of course, they only work on Apple or they only work on Android or they're only set up for computers. They're only filters, but they can't control time. You know how much time the the child's actually on, but they can watch for what keywords they might be using, that sort of thing. So this kind of does it all. And this is the real key. As I've talked to people in the Hangout group, if you're interested in Circle, it's most useful if you have multiple kids with multiple devices that are going to be connecting to the internet. If you only have Young children, so you might only have one iPad that they use occasionally, not worth it yet. Keep it in mind for someday in the future. Um, We have four kids ranging in age from 6 to 14, and I think I counted at one point. We have an embarrassing number (laughs) of devices in our home because, you know, when my husband and I get a new something, we just pass the old ones down. Like, well, here's our house. No, I don't care if you wreck it. So we have like 18 devices connecting to the internet. So you. Watch for all of those to connect. Sometimes it's more obvious what device it is than others. And then you do assign that device to a person. So my daughter has an iPhone. My son uses the laptop. He has an iPad that he bought. Um, the little kids use an iPad. You can even screen things like your Wii or your Apple TV, anything oh, wow. really that connects to the internet. And then the genius of it is you can set a filter level that comes with automatic sort of things. You can customize it, of course. But that says, you know, they can go to these apps. They can go to these websites, 
but they can't do anything else. You can also set time. And this is the real key for what I want to do this summer. You can say only one hour on Instagram a day. Okay. Yeah. You can set it up that way. You could say two hours on Minecraft. You could say four hours overall because I don't care if you're, you know, researching something. You can limit the amount of time per app or overall for the whole day. And you can set an awake time and a bedtime. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. First of all, I want to come back to that. But so when you're saying you have an hour on Instagram, then does Circle keep track of that hour throughout the day? So, so maybe a kid opens it, scrolls it for 15 minutes in the morning and then 15 minutes at lunch or whatever. It's spread out through the day and Circle is the one that keeps track of that? Yes. That's amazing. That yes. is so great. It is amazing. And I'm sure there are some, you know, little bugs in the system. I've heard some kids say, well, I didn't shut it. And then maybe it checked uh, for a notification. Yeah. You know, so you do have to be aware of those things. My son likes to leave Minecraft open when he plays dinner or when he comes to dinner so that he can go back and play. And then, of course, that time okay, factors yes. in mm-hmm. to his overall screen time. But I just feel like this summer, I have a tool that will help me not to have to be the screen police all day long. So not only will I be able to limit my kids' screen time, I'll be able to control it more. And as we said on that very first episode, there is a pause button per kid or for the whole internet. If they are just out of control or for one child, you're just like, you've lost screens today. Pause. Boom. They don't have any access to Wi-Fi. So they could still, you know, get on and play solitaire or (laughs) read a book on their Kindle. Right, right. You know, you're taking away their internet access, not their complete screen time. For that, you would have to go physically take the iPad out of their hands and take it away. But it's just going to give me another tool. And I will tell you, because we've talked a lot about screen time on Sorta Awesome, my plan, and don't you find, I feel like every summer I I come up with a new plan. Oh, absolutely. I'm always revising and revisiting. Even sometimes in July. Because you're like, well, I started out really strong in June and it has totally petered out. So we're going to have a new plan. It's going to be summer 2.0. 2.0. That's what I was going to say. Yes. (laughs) 2.0. So my plan for this summer for screen time is actually no screen time in the mornings. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I am a little looser than some people with screen time because I do have lots of kids and different ages. And there's a lot of time in the summer and we aren't involved in a ton of things. So... I kind of try to play it by ear. I don't freak out, you know, if they've been on screens all day because I know that tomorrow we're going to be at the lake and so they won't be on screens at all, that sort of a thing. But I do feel like, especially with my little kids, but I think even with my big kids, the results will come in. If you aren't on screens when you first wake up, if that isn't the first thing you go to, they seem to be more creative, more willing to play together and that sort of thing. So let it be the reward at the end. I used to use screens as a way to... Like, let everybody wake up slowly. Yes. Uh-huh. And yeah, and also me, because <laughs> I wanted to sleep in. So it was like, have the screens, children. Don't bother mommy till nine. And they would all go out and plug themselves in and, you know, watch Netflix or play Minecraft or whatever. But this year, I'm like, no, I'm just going to get up. I've been getting up. I think it'll be good. So that's my screen time plan. But it's going to be all so much easier because of Circle. I'm really, I feel like not that dread, not mm. those shoulders up, yes. like, ugh, I'm going to have to ready for the battle every single time this summer. I'm so glad that my shoulders can be more relaxed this year. Definitely. And so I have one more follow up question. So you said you're going to not allow screens in the mornings. And that also through circle, you can have like a wake up time and a shut off time. And so then would you set it so that all of their devices or whatever don't come on until noon, for example? Yeah, that's my plan. Okay, that's my plan. And of course, my daughter has a phone. So she has cell service. So this doesn't regulate cell service. So 
but she's my oldest and she's responsible. And so I know that I can say, you know, if you're going to just check your text or something real quick in the morning, but the point is not to be walking around with the phone. Um, so yeah, my plan is to make wake up time noon. Okay, good deal. Okay, so there is your follow-up report on Circle, everybody. And just for the record, we are not in partnership with Disney or Circle at all. This is just Kelly's awesome yep. recommendation for you. So, so great. Okay, well, the first one on my list for awesome for the summer is unsurprisingly music (laughs) (laughs) these are some playlists that i have taken note of these are not even mine i am just going to be completely mooching off of other people's playlist creativity this summer because i have found three that i think are going to totally get us through the summer and they are all created by members of our awesome community so the first one is from awesome carrie and she put together a playlist called summer vibes for moms and kids and this one is so fun if you are looking for something filled with all kinds of dancey upbeat fun music that you can turn on have a kitchen dance party just all kinds of music to keep you upbeat throughout the day and carrie wanted to make it where it was safe for for all of the ears of the family who are listening. So all of the music on there is okay for kiddos to hear. So that one's called Summer Vibes for Moms and Kids. I will totally put a link to each of these playlists into the show notes so that you can look these up on Spotify and follow them as well. And maybe they'll inspire your own summer playlist. So that's the first one. The second one is from another member of the community named Shell. She is a complete playlist master. She is amazing with her choices. So um, Shell, like me, was inspired by the Lumineers' new album, Cleopatra, that just came out last month. And inspired by that album, she put together a playlist called In the Summer Twilight. And this one's a little bit more mellow, Kelly. It's more like it kind of channels the feeling of being barefoot in the grass on a summer night. So it's filled with songs like from the Lumineers, the Oh Hellos, Ray LaMontagne, Fleet Foxes. If that is more your style of music, I think you will love this in the Summer Twilight playlist from Shell. And then the last one I wanted to mention is from our dear friend, Tish Oxenreiter of the Art of Simple blog and the Simple Show podcast. I feel like Tish is my musical mind twin. I always know (laughs) if she has a playlist that she's put together that I'm going to love it. And she's more like me. I tend to build my playlist by season and just throw um, songs on there. I don't necessarily always have a theme for them. I like to build them just by what I'm into that particular season. So it might be current songs. It's usually a a blend of current songs and older songs. She does that as well. So she has just a playlist called Summer 2016. And it's totally great. It's so eclectic. There's everything from Justin Timberlake to Cyndi Lauper and all kinds of things in between on that. So I have been listening to all three of those playlists already. And it is definitely getting me in the mood for summer music listening. So... Yay. Oh, I'm Yay so excited. Playlists. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to get really hooked onto one playlist and listen to it until I can't stand it anymore. Uh-huh. So I have to like piggyback on that and tell you that I have found a playlist on Spotify. It's not created by our awesomes, but it is called Lighten Up Man. Ooh, and I haven't ever seen that one. Okay. I don't even know how I found it. And it's become my new favorite thing. It's just full of some like great summer music too, you know, kind of like Jason Mraz and Cody Simpson and, you know, Jack Johnson. So you can think about this, the tone that it's going to be. It's very summery, very upbeat. The words are super positive and talking about like going back to the earth and doing things outside and like, it's all chill. We're going to pimp joy, people. It's great. Love it. So I'm like excited to add some of those playlists 
podcast that you just mentioned into my Lighten Up Mad marathon, <laughs> which it. is what it's been lately. Yes, yes, that's so great. I'm all about a Spotify playlist for sure. Okay, number two on your list, what do you have for us? Okay, so let's talk food. You guys, if you know me, and I think the awesome community knows me somewhat now, the hardest thing about coming up with a summer show is finding things that aren't all food. food. (laughs) I know. When Kelly and I were talking about this show, she was like, well, I could do this and this and this, and they were all food ideas. I was like, please bring all the food. (laughs) I have tried to limit myself because really, I mean, I love to cook, but summer just explodes with fresh produce and all the great things that you can grill and eat outside. And like, it's just, it's my favorite, partly for that. So I want to tell you guys, the absolute secret to cooking the kind of ribs that will fall off the bone, be super tender, and just have everybody raving about them. And it is the easiest thing ever. I love this because it's one of those things that whenever I have people over and I serve ribs, people are like, oh my word, you must have slayed. And you're like, what did you do? Do you have a smoker? And I'm like, no, I did nothing. Uh-huh. I did nothing. So here's here's the secret, you guys. And I should say, I've only tried this with baby back ribs. I haven't tried it with beef ribs. So I'm not sure if the result would be quite as good. But if you've got some pork ribs and baby back ribs, this is what you do. You want to cook them in the oven before you put them on the grill. Um, That's the secret. You want to get the oven hot. And that's what surprised a lot of people. They think it should be like low and slow. slow. No, this can actually tolerate the heat. So you want to get your oven to 400 degrees. Okay. You want to get a big piece of tinfoil. And lay down your ribs as you're going. You can kind of alternate them, like put one face down and then one face up so mm-hmm. they can stack together. You can okay, make a yeah. stack. I've made like five, like three or four ribs high. Oh, you know, okay. Slabs. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to salt and pepper them on both front and back and then put another piece of tin foil and crimp it all around the edges and put it on a big heavy duty baking sheet and cook that puppy for an hour and a half to two hours. At 400? At 400 degrees. Wow. Okay. At the end, you're going to take it off and you're going to channel your inner grill girl yes. and put it on your grill, whatever kind of grill you have, you know, medium high sort of heat. And just at that point, all you're doing is finishing it with some barbecue sauce. So grab your favorite barbecue sauce, put that on, baste it on the, the ribs, which are already cooked, and just get that nice, you know, crispy sort of barbecue glaze on the ribs and serve them. That sounds amazing. My tummy is growling thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> sounds that so good. You know, you can serve that with some grilled corn, yeah. uh, you know, or twice baked potatoes. It's super easy. Of course, it's incredibly messy, but it's a great, I think, outdoor sort oh, of summer thing. Totally. You have yes. people over. We do it a lot for like birthdays or any sort of a big celebration gathering that we're having over because it's super messy, but it's so easy for me. And everybody loves it. And, you know, when you're making a mess, you know, your family and friends. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So great. Can't yeah. wait to try that method with ribs. I've never yeah. heard of that before. So wonderful. Okay. Well, the second one on my list is just a little silly something that I am trying. I'm not very far into this, but I wanted to add a little lightness to my hair. Kelly, as I'm looking at you, you have your gorgeous blonde locks. You probably never have to really worry about doing a little natural highlighting. (laughs) Well, no, I do. Um, Actually, Aveda takes care of that for me. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, I had this picture that I found while I was cleaning out my closet of me when I was probably seven. And it's in the summer and I have on like my little, little girl nightgown and I'm standing by a hammock somewhere outside. And my hair is just this beautiful like straw, strawberry blonde color that I would love to get back to (laughs) that time and nature has robbed from me. So I found on the blog Heartfelt Habits, I just happened to find a Uh, a method for just naturally lighting your hair a little bit in the summer. And this is a gradual process. That's why I said I'm just getting started in it. We'll see how it plays out over the summer. But it's so super simple. It's just chamomile tea and lemon juice. Hmm. So it's like three bags of chamomile tea that you steep and then you add some lemon juice. I'll add a, a link in the show notes to tell you the specific directions. But as it turns out, chamomile actually deposits a golden colored pigment in your hair from the chemicals that are naturally occurring in chamomile tea. And then the citric acid is kind of like peroxide, so it's going to lighten your hair, but it is not quite as intense as peroxide is on your hair. And since I already have sort of um, a a golden-y nature to my hair anyway, I'm hoping that this will really bring out some lighter golden highlights through the summer. And I've heard that you can use this if you have darker hair and just use darker tea bags. It doesn't have to be chamomile then, and it'll kind of bring up some summer highlights for you. That same blog, Heartfelt Habits, also has a recipe that is for like a hot oil treatment for your hair that's a combination of castor oil and honey. And I don't know about you, but my hair always dries out in the summer from being out in the sun. So I will put a link to that from Heartfelt Habits into the show notes as well. Just a couple of little simple things, stuff that you probably already have around the house that you can throw together and just do a little something fun for yourself with your hair this summer. So let me back up. When you're doing the chamomile tea and the lemon, Is that something you're brewing and then you just like comb it through your hair? Do you spray it on your hair? Have you done it to know how you would get it? Yes, I did a spritz on top of my hair and then I sat in the sun. And again, Mm -hmm. I've only done it a few times. So um, it's a super gradual process as a lot of these natural things are. And, um, but you could totally do that. I mean, you could just like, you could pour it over your whole head. You could, you know, like you said, you could just comb it through depending on what kind of effect. If you want something super subtle or if you want something much more noticeable, you could change up how you're putting it on your hair. Right. I used to use sun in. Am I showing sun my age in. there? I remember sun in. Yes. Yeah. And it was kind of expensive for teenage Kelly who didn't have a job. So <laughs> she used to then resort to using just lemon juice. I would just yes. like take an old lemon that I find in the back sure. of the produce store. <laughs> and like just squeeze it on my hair. But it did work. I will say, you know, it, like you said, I think the blonder you are, the more you have a propensity to highlights, yes. the quicker those things work. Mm-hmm. So I bet it's going to be great. I can't, we're going to have to do like a before and after. Oh my gosh. We'll have to see. take a picture now <laughs> and take a picture in August and we will see the highlights we'll of Megan. See how it turns out. So, okay, what's next on your list? Okay, so I have a fun lipstick to talk about. And as, with most things that are beauty related in my life, I have Laura Tremaine to thank uh-huh, me too. Um, because she has great recommendations. And this is one that she actually made on Hollywood Housewife a few years ago. And it is for Revlon Color Burst Balm or Stain. Okay. It comes in kind of one of those chubby lipstick sort of things. And this is right. like something you can get at the drugstore, six, seven dollars, you know, not a big deal. My favorite color of it is called Cherish. And it is a bright pink, kind of a bubblegum pink color. Uh-huh. Yeah, And it just screams summer to me. Now, I love pink lipstick, but I think that anybody can wear it 
in the summer because it's got that fresh, fun feel. So it is bright, um, but I like that. I like that in the summer that it is this kind of um, young feeling pink color. It goes on very much like a, a lip balm. It is not a real heavy lipstick sort of a feel, um, but the color is definitely there. It is a stain, so it will a little bit stain your lips. And they do have other colors. They have other darker, deeper colors. Um, one is called Sweetheart. One is called Romantic. And the one that uh, Laura recommended was Just Bitten, and it is also a pink one. I'm not sure if they're still making it um, because that's not the one that I've bought. But she recommended them and said, you know, they're moisturizing. They go on great. They're great for color. So this is my favorite summer lipstick, Revlon's Kissable Lip Balm in Cherish. Kissable Lip Balm. Who wouldn't want that in (laughs) their pocket all summer long? Love it. Okay, well, my third one also has to do with kind of with summer beauty. It's a little bit related, I suppose. It's actually more for like your body and a problem that some of us experience throughout the summer, not everybody. But if you live somewhere where it gets pretty hot and humid and pretty sweaty in the summer, you may have experienced some problems with with just the sweatiness of summer. In fact, that's what a lot of people who don't like summer really hate about it is that sensation of feeling like sweaty and damp all summer long. Well, okay. This is going to get a little bit delicate. <laughs> I'm trying to channel my inner Laura Tremaine, who has been really brave on this show and talking yes. about some of this stuff. Okay, there is a company called Fresh Body, and they have created two lines of this lotion. It goes on as a lotion, and then it dries like a powder. Mm-hmm. And it's to help with this specific problem, with the sweatiness. And so they have, like I said, they have two different lines. One is called Fresh Breasts. And that's the one for women. And the one they designed for men is called Fresh Balls. (laughs) We'll just pause. Let's just pause. (laughs) We want everything to be fresh throughout the summer. And Fresh Body has your solution for it. So I have known about this product for a while, but I had never picked up any of it. And I just this past month, as things did start to kind of heat up here in Oklahoma, I decided I would try some. Now, for those of you who, like Laura, referenced on our group show, who can totally rock the uniboob look, and it's not considered obscene out in public. <laughs> yes. You may not have this problem. You may be thinking to yourself, gosh, I just don't even know what she's talking about. <laughs> but those are not the people who are right now grasping their earbuds and putting them tighter into their ears to hear exactly what you have to say. Those are your people. Amongst my friends, we say, sometimes you're either a hope chest or you're a treasure chest. (laughs) So this is for the people amongst us who are treasure chests. I like that. Okay. Yes. Yes. So if you have sweating issues through the summer and if it's really bothering, I mean, it's just, that's a natural part of life. We're going to sweat in the summer, but for some of us that under boob area just gets really, um, well, just the sensory sensation of it is just super uncomfortable. And this is really easy. It's just like a little lotion. Now you can get it on Amazon. That's how I found it. I think CVS and Walgreens probably carry it. I could not find these at my, our local store site so ordered from Amazon, but, um, yeah, so it just goes on as a cream. You just rub it between your hands. You just apply it to your body wherever you do not want to feel that sweaty sensation or if you want to protect against chafing, which I think is especially the inspiration for that product for men. Put it on, let it dry for a few minutes, and then it genuinely does feel so dry and just so s- silky smooth and um, soft and takes care of all of those weird sweat issues in the summer. Yeah. 
I can think of a lot of other places that I'd like to use it, actually. Yes, totally. <laughs> I'm not sure that's recommended, but that's a really genius product because it's not really deodorant, but just no, it's, it's that chafing thing that I think bothers so many people. I mean, I've had a lot of people say that about even shorts, yes. you know, or if you're wearing a skirt, a skirt. without anything right. like shorts underneath it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a tr- great product. That's really true. You know, a lot of um, uh, of our awesomes in the Hangout group have discovered those the jockey skimmies that you can wear mm-hmm. like especially under skirts for any um you know chafing or just uncomfortableness wearing skirts in the summer and that's great i haven't tried those so i didn't want to recommend them on the show but a lot of people really love them but this is this will do the same thing for you and you know like you were just talking about the different places you can apply it it is hypoallergenic and fragrance free so if okay. you have sensitive skin they also have taken that into consideration so fresh breasts fresh Fresh balls from fresh body. Fresh body. Okay. (laughs) All right. So my fourth one is actually something that you could do at any time in the summer. But this is something that my family has really taken to doing around the 4th of July. And it is using glow sticks in place of sparklers or other fireworks that you might want to normally do in your backyard. You know, glow sticks used to be sort of a rarity. And now I think everybody has the dollar store or Dollar Tree. You can usually get 15 glow sticks for a buck. I mean, that's an amazing deal. I remember, this is going back a little bit. This is a side note, people. But when I was in probably middle school, I went to our local amusement park with a group and we were there at night and they had the glow sticks. They had like a glow headband And I probably spent all of my free money to buy this glow headband that only lasted one night. And then I kept it for years, you know, like in memory of the night that it glowed in my junk drawer. You know, like it was so treasured because it was so rare. You didn't have access to these things. So now when you can go buy 15 glow sticks for a buck, we go and buy a ton of glow sticks for the 4th of July And we crack those babies open, especially because we usually go to fireworks, to a big show somewhere, and, you know, you're waiting for it to get dark. It's a great distraction for kids. We let them pile them on. They make all sorts of contraptions and, you know, necklaces that actually join with their neighbor or belts and, of course, sword fights and that sort of thing. And they're just your basic glow sticks. Of course, they do make ones that are really look like swords, you know, or they're bigger, or they look like magic wands or flowers. We just buy the basic ones. It is such an inexpensive and safe and easy thing to keep kids occupied. Even adults like it. It makes really fun pictures. <laughs> you know, if you take pictures and they're kind of all glowing out there. And I will say we do it on the fourth, but I've had several people say they use glow sticks either in a pool at nighttime. Oh, fun, yeah. They'll, they'll take pool stick, or I'm sorry, glow sticks and throw them in the pool and have diving contests and that sort of thing, or even in the bathtub. So you have little ones, you know, toddlers and that sort of thing, turning the lights down and giving them a bunch of glow sticks and letting them play in the bathtub. It's just a different environment, a different experience for them. So I just have to say, I am in love with glow sticks in the summer, especially because where we live, you know, by the time we're getting to solstice, the sun's not going down till close to 10. It's amazing. Um, and it's getting up, I don't know, really early. My son gets up with the sun. Right now he's getting up at 6 a.m. And the sun's already been up for like an hour. Yes. Um, and he's like, can I get up now? And I'm like, no, you may not. <laughs> no, you may not. But just for those late nights, something fun to do, glow sticks. Glow sticks are fun for people 2 to 92, honestly. I mean, yes, even true. even the grandparents who are gathered around might like to have, you know, some glow stick bracelets and 
necklaces yes, well, and creations. So they get given them, yes. whether they want them or not. Right. You know, the kids are like, <laughs> I made this for you. <laughs> so, and we buy, you know, hundreds of them. So it's okay. You can have that many. Yes. So great. Well, my, the next one on my list is family oriented to Kelly. This is the time of year we start getting sent home from school every brochure and invitation to camps for the summer. Right. And, um, it really picks up as your kids get older. There's more and more brochures coming home. Dicey came home with like three in one day and she was like, and I want to do tennis camp and I want to do this camp. And she's never right. picked up a tennis racket in her life, but she's <laughs> looking at this brochure and it looks so fun. And it was also really expensive. <laughs> they all are, it seems like. It seems like they all are. So when you have a lot of kids who have a lot of different interests, sometimes it's better I have found to do summer camp at home. I this is so much more my path in the summer. I know lots of people like to their kids like to go away to camp either to sleep away camp or activities camp and that is great. And and Daisy our oldest she will do orchestra camp this summer and those are some things that are they're just kind of part of having kids in that age range. But for me when you have a lot of kids and and camps are expensive the that those are two drawbacks to a more formal camp but the main thing kelly for me is that they when your kids are in camps like that you have to follow someone else's schedule yes and for me we only have two months we have literally eight weeks from the beginning of june to the end of july that's it off for the summer and we have such a busy schedule that is determined by so many different things during the school year that during the summer i just do not want to follow anyone's schedule for those eight yep. weeks. I want mm -hmm. to set the schedule and I want it to be as flexible as it can be. So this year I am letting other people plan our summer camps at home for me. And I'm relying on some resources from friends of mine that I've met through the blogging world that have put together some really great things. I'm gonna recommend three to you all. I'm sure those of you who are listening follow other bloggers who are doing other great summer activity things that you can purchase and implement for your own family. I'm gonna tell you my three favorite because these are all women that I know and trust and I know their materials to be excellent. So the first one is from my very dear friend, Kathy of nurturestore.com. Kathy is over in the UK and I have known her for years since I was the editor at Simple Kids way back in 2009. That's when Kathy and I met. She is passionate about creating excellent, learning at home for kids of all ages. So this year she invited me to be part of their Art Spark summer camp. And what it is is a blend of learning about classical works of art plus doing art projects inspired by that. So she has it divided into four weeks of art camp that you can do at home. It kicks off on July the 4th. And I was talking to Kathy about it. Again, she gifted me a membership in this class, just in, did not expect anything in return. She didn't mention me talking about on the show anything. So she's probably going to be <laughs> surprised when she hears this. But um, I was talking to her about it. The girls love art and have long been little artists at home. And I told her I was like a little bit nervous about getting the boys introduced to some of this art stuff. And she assured me that even my three-year-old rowdy twins would have some projects that they could work on. So it's $59.99 for four weeks of amazing material. Again, she has done all of the legwork for you. She has researched the artists. She has put together the art projects. You get so much stuff with your membership in ArtSpark Summer Camp. And then she has some other bonuses, some eBooks and other things that go along with it. So for four weeks of material, it's quite a deal. 
Yeah. We're very excited about that one. Another one is from another longtime friend of mine through blogging. Her name is Mariah and her site is Playful Learning. Again, I know, I know her going back to my simple kids day. So for a long time, she often has online classes and she kind of changes them up through the year. I was just looking at what her current offerings are. She has online classes for kids about writing, like keeping a writing journal, poetry writing, book club. She has one this year on simple machines. So if you have more Mm. science and STEM motivated kids, those are great to check out. Hers run about $27 each for each of her programs. And you can, again, you can totally work at your own pace and fit it into your summer schedule whenever it works out. So love that. And the last one I wanted to mention is from a fairly new friend of mine that I've met through social media, I first took note of her on Pinterest because she just had amazing pins of such great fun activities and followed her on Instagram. Her name is MJ and her blog is Pars Kylie and she has a shop too that goes with her blog. And so she has put together eight weeks of summer explorers, like little mini camps. You can buy them by the week and they're $8 each, or you can buy the whole summer and it's $50 for eight weeks. And again, it's more, it's like, it's food and just all kinds of um, other little activities, art and learning inspired activities from Pars Kylie. So those are all just fantastic ways to add a little learning in a very low key laid back, flexible way to your summer days if you are home with kids. Man, my mind is blown right now because I have never considered doing something online like that where you can get the materials and do it in your own time because that's exactly my problem oftentimes with camps. Not only are they expensive, but operating according to their schedule sometimes just is so hard. You know, even with the kids someday... I've had this happen a lot where they're just tired and they're like, I don't want to go today. Right. And you're like, well, you're going. You're going because we paid all the money we and paid, we bought the yeah. equipment and you, know, you like, are and, going. And, you can't, and it's only once a week, you know, so <laughs> however it goes. So honestly, my sister asked me last week, so what are you doing this summer? You know, what have you signed up the kids for? And I said, well, nothing. Right. I guess I've signed them up for zero. <laughs> like we have tons of community education brochures and all the art camps. And like you said, all the things that come home from school. But right now I have been very loath to commit mm-hmm. because it's money and it's time and I'm not really sure how it's going to work. And I, you know, I really hate getting into that part of summer where the kids were excited about it, but now they're not you've paid for it and you feel responsible to go. So now you are taking time out of your day and your schedule to drive them to a camp that they don't even want to go to. So you're like, get in the car. I don't want to go. Get in the car. You know, like, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why did I pay to drive you to something you don't want to do anymore? So, and honestly, don't you feel like you do enough of that during the school year as it is? Yes, absolutely. So why not do something that you can say, I have this available Yes. If you want to do it today, if you're brain dead or the weather's nice and so we're going to go outside and you don't want to have to go, you know, to baseball practice on a beautiful evening when the rest of the family's going to go get ice cream, we'll do it tomorrow. So that's yes. a great idea. Like really, I can't say enough strong happy words about how fast I'm going to be looking into those. Yay, I'm so excited. Well, I will make sure to put very clear links into the show notes so that you can click through and check out all of these different ones. And like I said, these are by far not the only ones that are offered, but I wanted to make sure the ones I recommended to you all were from 
creators of this material that I totally trust with our summer and with my kids learning over the summer. So yeah. All right. Number five on your list. I can't believe we're already to the ends of our list. Kelly, what do you have as the last one for us? Oh, I saved the best for last. Okay. Um, I want to talk about great summer desserts. And I have to tell you guys three of my favorites, because really this could be its own podcast. This could be its own (laughs) podcast of like great summer desserts. And um, none of the three are pie. Because right, there right. was, you know, that is my favorite, as we discussed on the group show. But, you know, there was some aversion to that. And really, pie is so classic summer. But these are all a little bit more approachable, if you will. So the first one I wanted to tell you guys about is another grill recipe. And this is pineapple on the grill, grilled oh, pineapple. So good. Okay, so this is classic summer. And here, again, super easy and super impressive if you're having guests. What you need is a pineapple. You can cut it up. And then before you grill it, so a couple hours before, you're going to marinate it. So you're going to put it in some sort of a container, a Ziploc bag, you know, a glass container that you can cover. It's going to be orange juice or pineapple juice, but orange juice is probably more on hand already in your fridge. Brown sugar, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. And we'll put the recipe in the show notes. But you mix that together, pour it over the pineapple, let it sit for at least an hour And then you're just going to cook it on your grill when you're ready, 15 minutes maybe over high heat. It's going to caramelize. Yeah, yeah, it is. Pineapple's going to get good. You're (laughs) going to get that cinnamon flavor in there. Put some ice cream with it. Oh, my gosh. Killer. (gasps) That sounds so good. And everybody's like, why have I not thought to grill pineapple before? And again, like you look like a rock star and really you did hardly anything. Yeah. And you can even get pineapple already cut up mm-hmm. at some stores today. So if that intimidates you or you're just like, that's a lot of work, um, grab one of those already pre-cut pineapples, throw this marinade together and grill them up. My other one or one of my other ones is um, for those of us like me who maybe have some mint in their backyard mm-hmm. that is maybe threatening to take over. You know, that's how mint is. <laughs> mint it's so great. That. Until it's not, yeah. it's like, like taking over your grass. So this is a recipe for fresh mint chocolate chip ice cream. Ah. And it uses the mint in your backyard and it uses two cups of mint leaves. So when you're like, ah, what am I going to do with all this mint? Here's your answer, there friends. You go. So it is a adaptation of a recipe I found online because I love to make ice cream. I have a Cuisinart ice cream maker, very simple and easy, but... You know, a lot of ice creams, they want you to use egg yolks and make it into a creamy custard base. So you're having to cook it and make sure it cooks to the back of the spoon and then, you know, press it through some sort of a sieve and all that. Too much work for me. (laughs) Most of the time I'm like, I just don't care that much. It's a little complicated. I I don't care if it's like not super creamy. So this recipe is just milk, cream, sugar, mint leaves. And salt. Like it's very simple. So we'll put again the exact instructions on, but basically all you're doing is taking the milk, half the cream, your sugar and some salt, you're heating it to make it nice and warm. And then you put your mint leaves in that mixture and let them steep for like an hour or two. So they get all of that mint essence pulled out of the leaves and into the milky liquid. And then you add the cream after you, so I'm sorry, you strain out the mint leaves And then you add the rest of the cream and put it in the fridge and chill it. And then you just put it in your ice cream maker. And at the very end, you add mini chocolate chips. Mm. So it is is so like authentically mint. It kind of ruins us for chocolate chip mint ice cream that you would get in a, you know, ice cream parlor. Because this has got such a bright flavor of mint in it. It's not green. You could color it if you want to. It's just white, but it's got such an intense mint. It's really good. So that is a great dessert if you wanted to do 
something with an ice cream maker that isn't going to be a lot of trouble and also simultaneously tame the mint in your backyard. Sounds fantastic. And then the last idea I wanted to give, and I think this will be a really fun one to hear from people in the awesome community because I know that my ideas here are just the tip of the iceberg, is to do kind of, I would call them grown-up s'mores. Or maybe gourmet s'mores, right? Gourmet s'mores. Gourmet s'mores. Sign me up. Kids love s'mores. I like s'mores, but they're kind of sweet, you know, with just your Hershey's milk chocolate. So a few years ago, you know, it was on Pinterest and people started to come up with some ideas. So I started to make my ultimate s'more. And it is a square of dark chocolate, maybe dark chocolate with toffee in it, Mm -hmm. and then a smear of natural peanut butter. Okay. And then you put on your, you know, toasty, melty marshmallows with your graham crackers. And so you've got that peanut butter, you've got a dark chocolate, so it's not quite as sweet. Of course, the marshmallows are very sweet. It is fantastic. My number two, and this one's different, is a lemon meringue s'more. Ooh, that's so exciting. So you get rid of the chocolate altogether and sub in lemon curd, okay. which you can get at almost any grocery store. Trader Joe's makes a fantastic lemon curd. So you smear on some lemon curd onto your graham cracker and put your melty, again, marshmallows on top of that. And basically, you have lemon meringue pie. That, Only a little bit warm. Yes, that sounds so, so awesome. Yeah, a few, I think my brother-in-law and I, a few years ago, we started to just experiment. We were like raiding my mom's kitchen. We were at my mom's <laughs> house making s'mores. And so we were like, what else can we find? So, you know, we were doing Nutella and strawberries and marshmallows and, you know, like just anything that you could find. A little caramel on that. What if we did salt? Ooh. You know? So I would love to hear. Those are my ideas. Those are two of my favorites. But I know our awesome community has some great ideas sure for gourmet s'mores. Yes. So I'm just getting the ball rolling. Y'all come back and talk to us and tell us what we should be making this summer for great, awesome summer desserts. Yes. Well, they definitely had some ideas about what we should be making for our summer cocktails. Yes. Oh, is that your number five? That's my number five on the list, your summer drink list. (laughs) So I asked in the Sorta Awesome Hangout group on Facebook, I said, hey, y'all, what are your favorite summer cocktails? I really thought I would get 10, maybe 20 responses to kind of inspire this part of the summer episode. Um, Over a hundred comments later, I think that might be one of our most enthusiastic threads that we've ever had in the Hangout group. What a bunch of lushes we all are. (laughs) These are our people. (laughs) (laughs) So I will go ahead and pop a link into the show notes. If you are a member of the Hangout group, you'll be able to access that thread with all, I think it ended up being 112 comments with ideas for your summer cocktails. But a couple of the ones that I saw mentioned a lot, of course, you have your standard summer drinks, margaritas, mojitos, sangria, everybody loves those. Somebody had posted, a couple of people actually posted links to recipes for margaritas, like basil, strawberry margaritas, getting really fancy with your standard margaritas. So that all sounded lovely for a summer evening. Other people suggested just spiking your regular favorite summer drinks. So, you know, a little bit of hard lemonade, um, milkshakes, floats. In fact, Kyle, my husband, has been known to add a dash or more of bourbon to a root beer float, and those turn out really wonderfully. So that's always fun. One that has become so popular in the past few years for the summer is a Moscow Mule. 
So that's going to be ginger beer with vodka and lime juice and bonus points to you if you drink it from a copper mug. (laughs) The one that I am really super excited to try that I'd never heard of, but a lot of people mentioned it. So I'm like, where have I been that I've never heard of this? If you've already picked up ginger beer for your Moscow mule, you could try a dark and stormy. Have you ever had a dark and stormy? I haven't. I don't think so. A number of people mentioned a dark and stormy. It's ginger beer with a splash of dark rum. In fact, a couple of people mentioned that Gosling's rum is really great for a dark and stormy and then again lime juice so it's really similar to a moscow mule but it is a dark and stormy so we had so many responses to that so much enthusiasm for firing up the cocktail shakers or your blender or whatever your drink of choice is for a summer evening or a weekend when you are well when you're standing at the grill and grilling your pineapple right <laughs> or you're around right. the campfire making your gourmet s'mores right then we or have... maybe that is dinner that night i think that's my favorite <laughs> thing about summer you know <laughs> yes. you can just kind of go with it right it's that flexibility to say you know what we're gonna have for dinner tonight chips and salsa and guac <laughs> and margaritas and booze on the side <laughs> and booze on the side that's the grown-up <laughs> that's the grown-up thing but you know just the ability to say we're going to roll with it. It's just really relaxed and you don't have those commitments breathing down your neck. It's a great season. I know it really is. In fact, I was going to try to think about like, what are some of the fastest dinners you can throw together in the summer? And Kelly, I totally ran into the same thing of just like, we usually just, it's like a mishmash. Just what can uh-huh. we throw on the grill or what can we cook up in the skillet really fast? It's so laid back. And another one of the reasons that, yeah, I just, I love a laid back summer that is not too, um, not too formal, just fun. Right. So, well, we would love to hear from you all what makes summer wonderful and awesome for you. We would love to hear your feedback on our ideas. And of course, we want to hear what you are loving about summer this year. So we do hope that you'll find us on social media so we can continue the conversation over there. Kelly, remind us where we can find you all around the web. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Kelly at Lovewell. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash lovewellblog. I'm at Sorta Awesome Meg on Twitter and Instagram. The show is on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created by me, Megan Teets, and is produced each week in collaboration with Kelly Gordon, Rebecca Hoffert, and Laura Tremaine. Visit us on the web at SortaAwesomeShow.com where you can sign up for the show's newsletter, connect with the Sorta Awesome community, and find show notes for each episode of Sorta Awesome. Music is provided by the band Prager. Find out more at PragerMusic.com. We'll meet you back here next time as we discover, explore, and discuss all the things that make life sorta amazingly awesome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.